This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Doom Broski's Games and Comics, your new home in Winter Haven for games and comics. Let me tell you, Deuce, this is the place to be for all your games and comic needs. Board games, comics, trading card games, Warhammer 40k, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and so much more. Also, it's your new home for Friday Night Magic and the D&D Adventures League and the Transformers trading card game. You don't want to miss it. Check them out. They're on Cypress Gardens Boulevard in the same strip mall as Hurricane's Wings. You don't want to miss them. Check them out. It's Doom Broski's Games and Comics. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing they are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Antoinette. Yeah, we back in effect. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's Deuce on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the Happy Hour Podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack, of course, with me, as always, Mr. Deuce. What's going on, man? What's up, man? How uh, are you? Pretty good. I've got, like, the trifecta of cheap beer sitting here, I just hey, noticed. Like, well, <laughs> well, which one are you going to uh, pop You know what? I think, I'm gonna, I'm, I think I'm going to do, do salute with the Bud Heavy, the Budweiser. Bud Heavy. Yeah, because right. I did a Bush Light, and now we're going to Budweiser, and then right. after that, it's going to be Natty Light. So it's go. like, yeah. drink all of the Anheuser-Busch products. Exactly. So, go ahead and do it. Yep. Do salute. It's always very crisp. The, yeah, the butt heavy. The so, butt heavy is very crisp. I it think is. it's just all the extra yeast and stuff in yeah. there to make it a butt and heavy. The and the extra calories. And the extra calories. Yes, the extra calories is what gives it exactly. that crisp. crisp. So. Uh, of course, uh, we want to thank everyone that's uh, joined us all these years. Uh, we've we've been man, we've been doing this almost six years now, Deuce. We, uh, it's been a been a blast. Over three hundred and sixty-five episodes strong. Yep. It's been really fun. Uh, for those who didn't know, we're on Spotify now. So if you like Spotify or subscriber, it's easy to add us there. Follow us on there. If not, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, you know, everywhere you can get a podcast, you're pretty much there. Yep. We're, we're working on iHeartRadio right yep. now uh, and TuneIn Radio app. So stay tuned for those. Uh, we love to have friends with us. We do. Uh, on the Happy Hour, Johnny and Deuce. 
And this is a guy I've met a couple times, uh, and I think you met him a couple times before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and him hung out. Yeah, you hung out a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I met him. When, when did I meet him? I met him. I at, think you uh, met him at the last Free Play Florida. Free Play Florida. Yeah. yeah. So we have with us today Kent Ward. Uh, you may better know him uh, as the the gentleman behind Angaku Overdrive. Uh, welcome to uh, the Happy Hour, Johnny Deuce, sir. What up, Johnny? What up, Deuce? How y'all doing? What's going on, Good, man? man? Did he actually pronounce that right? Yeah, he actually did a good. He did that well. Okay, right. Awesome, because I totally would have effed that up. I'm <laughs> glad you took it because I would not have gotten that right. So, well, Angaku is a Japanese word. It means music, which is what we're all about. So nice. Appreciate you guys getting it right on the first try. There you go. Uh, you know, it's really cool because the uh, the one that we, well, I guess, it had passed or was going to happen um, uh, soon after Free Play Florida. But tell people a little bit about what it's about, because you, you guys were definitely heavily uh, doing the Zelda stuff last time we talked. Yeah, each fall we do a big video game-themed show. So a couple years ago we did Mega Man. We did a big Mega Mania show to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Mega Man. Then last year we did a big Legend of Zelda show called Power, Wisdom, and Courage. And later this year we're going to do a big Final Fantasy show called Warriors of Light. So the idea is we pick out musical acts from around the country that play live renditions of music from those particular games. They play those on stage. Plus, we have game setups related to those games and vendors and artists that are selling and making content and artwork that are related to those franchises as well. So when we had Zelda last, we had a bunch of artists make custom art there that was Zelda-themed and sell it. We had, like, Smash Brothers Tournament, Mario Kart Tournament, plus a bunch of the old classic Zelda games available for people to play. That sounds like a good time, uh, and it's uh, you hit the you hit the nail on the head because like I feel like uh, music is very important in most people's lives, but gaming people that love gaming music, it's a whole nother level. Like people just go Absolutely. crazy for gaming music; it's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's really huge because like now, I mean, for a while, video games live has been established, which is a traveling orchestra, goes all around the world and just does symphonies of video game music, and it's inspired other groups like Final Fantasy has their own orchestra. Uh, Zelda does as well. Kingdom Hearts is coming later this year to Orlando. Uh, so it's a pretty big deal. Plus, there's big conventions like MAGFest where music takes place all weekend long. So here in Orlando, we have our own little niche carved out for our community as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and when is the next uh, – you said you're doing the Final Fantasy. Well, when is that? When is that show? Have you announced the date for it yet? Yeah, November 9th at – the Abbey in downtown Orlando, Florida, right down the street from Lake Yola. So we'll have some bands playing some Final Fantasy music and other RPG music, plus a bunch of different Final Fantasy-themed games. Going to have Dissidia, going to have Urgot's God Blustering, and some other fun games. Uh, there'll be themed drinks as well. The Abbey has been super cool with us. Like last year, they had some Zelda-themed cocktails with like a whiskey drink, a vodka drink, all named after things from Zelda. We're going to have something like that for the uh, Final Fantasy show this fall. The Phoenix Downs definitely going to be a drink. Oh, so it'll nice. be November 9th. Nice. Uh, things will go on sale in August. We'll be announcing acts for that show around the same time. But before that, we got a show June 9th uh, here in Orlando, Florida as well. If you guys want to talk about that. Absolutely. Sure, Dude, first, how, how can people find you on the internet? Oh, easily. Uh, OngakuOverdrive.com. Ongaku spelled O-N-G-A-K-U overdrive so on gakuoverdrive.com plus we're on instagram twitch youtube facebook twitter all at on overdrive so i was able to get all the names early on and keep it uniform across the board you know oh that's Smart. awesome that yeah. always helps when you can keep the branding you know the same 
you guys, I saw you guys do like live Twitch streams and stuff as well. Yeah, we stream some of our shows, and um, we're not streaming concerts. We stream games. I figured if we're doing a video game music shows, why not stream games online? So every Wednesday night on our Twitch.tv channel slash Ongak Overdrive, I'm streaming games. Sometimes I have friends with me as well. So because we got the Final Fantasy show coming up, I'm going to be doing a lot of Final Fantasy games this year. Did a lot of Zelda games last year. And on the third th- third Wednesdays of the month, I get my buddies over to do something called Angaku Fight Night, which means we're just playing fighting games all night and we're just going wild doing that sort of sort of thing. Yeah, those have been dope. Yeah. yeah. They've been playing some good games, too, yeah. some good fighting games. Yeah, well, yeah. I think it's a cool little community that you guys have grown with, and I think that's the whole idea of – you know, doing these events is to get like-minded people together that have a, you know, have a love and appreciation for this, you know, for music and for games and all that. And uh, tell us about your June show you're talking about. My, oh, the, the June show. Uh, that'll be taking place at the Geek Easy on June the 8th. So the idea is we have a lot of musicians here in Orlando, and the concept came from a car drive I had with a performer named IQ on the way to Harlem at Surrey. Uh, we do a panel there on nerd music, and we're just talking about the uh, state of things in Orlando but one of the things we talked about is usually when it comes to the Orlando nerd music acts, whether it be nerdcore acts or chiptune or video game acts or geek rockers, uh, usually they get the shaft. Like, whether it's Nerdapalooza or other shows like that, uh, they never got the chance to be in the spotlight. And we don't know if that was because they're in Orlando or what, but we came up with this idea of like, what, do we just, what if we just did a show that was all Orlando acts, the best Orlando acts, put the spotlight on these guys and show the whole city that, hey, these guys are incredibly talented, and just because they're the local acts doesn't mean they're no good. As a matter of fact, we have an excellent community of musicians that are not only kicking butt here, but they're going around all the conventions like Dragon Con, MomoCon, Anime Expo, Otakon, and touring across the country, doing really good outside of Orlando and representing our city. So bring them all together on the same stage for one night to celebrate Orlando nerd music community. So that's what the concept is. It's called Orlando Overdrive, and it'll be the fourth year in a row of doing this. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, and yeah. is it uh, is there a cost for the event? Tickets right now start at $10. We have an early bird special going on until Monday. After that, we'll go to 12 and at the door will be 15 So it's very affordable to get in. Yeah, the performers, mm-hmm. The performers told me they want to keep the price low so they can sell merch to the fans, plus the bar appreciates it. Because they can sell some more beers as well. Absolutely, and the Geekies yeah, sure. is a really cool place. If you folks have never been, it's a mm-hmm. it's an awesome location. It's been running for a long time. I'm, uh, we've good, done live events. We've here. done live yeah. events there as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm oh, good no friends. Kidding. I'm yeah. good friends with uh, Aaron, um, the owner or one of the co-owners, uh, and he's uh, you know he's a great dude. He he loves comics. He loves the nerd community, and he's always you know he, he, I think he's got like a manager down there as well, and that that runs a Geek Easy scene. Uh, geek easy part uh, and they have a great bar great selections I mean it's, it's just a really cool place to you can go in there and you're surrounded by your people you don't have to feel yeah. like you're you don't have to go to some place and be like oh I don't know if I can you know I don't know who's who, who's coming here I mean here you already know ahead of time who's coming yeah. people that already love your geek stuff are yeah, gonna be there like so the geeky people are gonna be yeah there. you could be yeah, comfortable yeah. when you come so, down there so yeah. it's a really 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 cool place you no, should definitely go check it out spot yeah it's inside Absolutely. it's in, now do they is it still inside a comic shop is that correct? It's well, at the no, back of it. It's yeah. in the back of it, right? Well, I'll give you guys an update because there have yeah. been some changes over the last year. So Aaron actually sold the Geek Easy uh, to another party. So the guy running it now is Alex Head. Oh, um, okay. 
the comic shop has moved next door, so there used to be a tattoo place next to where the comic shop Right, used to I be. remember that, okay. yeah. And then the tattoo place moved out, so a comic shop moved over next door, so they're still there. Right. Now, that whole space where a comic shop used to be is now a lounge for the Geek Easy, oh, so okay. they got a bunch of video games set up up front. So, like, and they uh, basically made that, like, a little arcade kind of lounge in the front, and then the back still the way it used to be? Yeah, they'll have the bar. They did some upgrades for lighting and sound as gotcha. well. Gotcha. It's okay. a little bit more of a concert and performance venue as which has been great because that's made our shows there better yeah oh yeah and they have built-in streaming capabilities so we'll be streaming the show on twitch for anyone who's not able to be in central florida that weekend they can watch on our twitch channel as well oh okay. but uh it's cool it's cool because it's right across the street from full Sail university so you got all those yeah. all those nerds and geeks there that are they're going there for game development or animation or film so that's a built-in massive audience right across the street that like to come over and hang out and I love the Geek Easy because it's a cool space where just people like us could just hang out, have a beer, enjoy some good music, or play some games, or have a good time, you know? Absolutely, yeah. So that's definitely go down there and um, check it out. Um, and they have a lot of different events and stuff going on throughout the year. And it's just a cool place to get a drink, like you said. No, it's so def- dope. Definitely I mean, good. I'd go yeah. there all the time if it was closer. Yeah, if it was closer to yeah, us, yeah. Because that's the only bad thing about us being in Polk County. Like, it's kind of a hike to get over there. But, yeah. Uh, and- and you got to get on I four to get over here. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, yep. you got to get on I four, and then once you get on I four, you've got to get on God. What's that toll road? Four hundred eight. Four hundred eight or something. Yep. Yeah. So yep. like it's like I said, getting over there is a hike. Like if I'm going over there, I've got you're a, spending a few hours. Spending I, the day yeah, there. I'm spending the day there, or right. I've got a DD bringing me home, or I'm crashing right. somewhere exactly. around there because there's no way I'm going there drinking and getting home. Like right. forget uh, about it. <laughs> So someone find uh, Johnny and Deuce, a designated driver, to help him out for that day. That would be awesome. Yeah. Our designated couch, bro. Yeah, like, it does, you don't have need. to like do all that <laughs> shit. Like, as long as I got a crash I could couch on or a couch surf on. <laughs> How much you been drinking? Yeah, exactly. As long as I got a, a couch I could crash on, I'm groovy, man. Yeah, like, man. I'm super easy. What you guys should do is uh, meet up with our mutual buddy, Megabuck. And come over that way. Yeah, that might yeah, be we the should. way to do it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's one of our sponsors, actually, Retro yeah. Game Treasure. Yeah, he's a good Bunt's dude. He's been a sponsor for a very long time. Yeah, it's been a, a few years now. Yeah, he's yeah. a great guy. He's, God, uh, I think he's been on with us for two or three years. He's yeah, been exactly. He's been for a minute with Retro yeah, Game Treasure. Yeah, if you guys haven't heard, go back and listen. We've done a few episodes with him, and he's, he, he, he's his phenomenal. gaming knowledge is awesome. He, you'll, you'll, I always learn something every time I'm on doing a show with him. I always learn stuff. So yeah, it's like sitting under the learning tree when we talk with Buck. Because, like, he breaks things down about video games that you had no clue about but it's so interesting yeah, like it's really cool he's I'd very sharp to him oh yeah. very very sharp yeah, yeah and he, he's got he's got a really good enthusiasm about him too like he's you know it's infectious so you want you want to hang out he's always smiling and happy and stuff like that so yeah. uh yeah i mean definitely um if you haven't checked out retro game treasure do that hit the promo code happy hour to mm-hmm. save two dollars off your purchase uh, it's a really cool service. You probably already heard the commercial in the beginning of this episode. Yep, yep. Uh, really, really neat service. Uh, I mean, you just all you need two consoles to start off with. You, and most people, I mean, if you're if you're if you're someone like gamer, us, if you're a retro yeah. game fan, obviously the title. Uh, Deuce and I, like, I had a situation where I had a Nintendo. I think I've told the story before, but I had a Nintendo and I sold it to get a Super Nintendo, uh, and I regretted that decision. I ended up getting a Nintendo later, but I had no games for it, so I had to rebuild my collection. And it's a really cool way to kind of get cool titles that you'd like, yeah. uh, and you can pick the genre on there. It's really neat, really neat service. So definitely check it out. Even if you check it out for a month, just check it out and uh, 
put the promo code Happy Hour on there and uh, and you know see what see what you like. It's a, it comes in this really neat Zelda box treasure chest. Ooh, uh, yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah, so yeah, Very I like cool. it. I've been using actually the treasure chest box. I've been putting all like my magic cards in there. Oh yeah, it's a really like, it looks cool. We oh, have it in our super studio dope because yeah. when I would go down to our sponsor Doombroski's Comics and Games to go yeah. play like <laughs> Transformers, yeah, like I take it in the little box. So when I pull it out of my bag, it's like a little Zelda box. So it's like. Not only do I get this cool looking box, then I can like you know show it to other people. Yeah, it's I'm there cool because it's be like, like it's, hey, go see our other exactly. sponsor. People Retro always Game ask, hey, where's so, where'd you get that box from? And it's yeah. it, like the marketing sells itself. Yeah. So it's, it's, all right. So I got a question for Deuce. When you take your cards out of the treasure chest, do you hold them over your head like your link? Yeah, like a Triforce. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> when I take the box out of the bag, I just hold it over my head like Link, and then That's I put awesome. it down and I get my cards out for my <laughs> shitty Transformers deck, so I can get beat for the umpteenth time. I, I mean, I, if I'm gonna play that game, I'm gonna have to invest some money and in, like get some you, better you cards. You gotta invest a little bit of yeah, money because like I just keep getting my just molly whooped over there. I think it's so. cool that they have it. I mean, yeah. I, that's something that people it's kinda, dope. That people game are really awesome. getting into yeah. it. The Transformers game. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. I mean, Dick, can't you're right at home with us, man? We're yeah. I mean, we're literally just two guys on the couch right now, just chatting about stuff and drinking beer. So, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking my sake right now. I got that's why I was wondering because yeah. you had a shot glass, so I was yeah. like, I know you're drinking something. So, what is, is it just a sake? Well, for, I just finished off my bottle of Kettle One Vodka. Oh, nice. I had, nice. That, I had yeah. that in the freezer. I threw with a podcast called Happy Hour that'd be drinking on here. Oh, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Then I went on a date with my girlfriend to a sushi restaurant on Saturday, and I bought a bottle of sake, and I'm Trying to finish that off tonight as well. Nice. nice. Let me ask you a question because you'll know better than me. And it, this is funny that I actually have an alcohol-related question that I have to right. form, that I have to farm out to somebody because usually I'm the go-to guy. I'm not a big sake guy, but when you open a bottle of sake, because like say if you open a bottle of wine, it's only got the shelf life of maybe three or four days if it's got the cork in it. What about sake? Once you open it, what's the shelf life on it? I've been able to. There's some sake I've been able to keep for up to a month. I've oh, never wow. noticed it to go bad because the idea is just like, you know, how do I say it? It's like fermented rice pretty much. It's like yeah. rice wine. Yeah. But uh, usually my sake doesn't last long. If it lasts more than a few days, that means the sake wasn't good to begin with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. There you True go. story. Okay. So actually it sounds like sake has a way longer shelf life, life than normal wine does. Yeah, I feel so, like it does. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, that and also because it's fermented rice instead of grapes maybe that's the reason why true that yeah, i think rice. it's got more of a punch like i think uh the mm-hmm. sake's got way more of a punch than regular wine does absolutely absolutely yeah so uh i i take it you're an anime fan too i assume yeah i ran an anime club for about 12 years called propeller anime we just retired it uh last month i was doing monthly anime showings at the cray lounge in orlando oh man you stopped doing that well here's the thing this on Gaku Overdrive thing is I need to get it to the next level. Right. And I need to free up some time. Time is a finite resource in my lifestyle. Yeah, that's so, true. So um, I feel like I've been doing it for 12 years. It was going great. Uh, one that, and then on a high note, I don't want to be like one of those anime clubs that overstayed their welcome because that happens in Orlando sometimes. Oh, for sure, for sure. So I did it I did it on our sixth anniversary of being at Curry and gone 12 and a half years of running the club. So felt pretty good about it. I have some convention appearances later this year at AFO, Otakon, Anime Week in Atlanta. So I'm going to do some panels at those cons. And um, that's how I'll wrap up the Power Anime. But it's going to be full steam ahead with Angaku Overdrive moving forward. 
Yeah, because that's, that's, that's your baby now. You you want to you want you want to take care of it. You want to groom it. You want to build it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. That's kind of what we did. I mean, yeah. Deuce and I had other side projects on the side, and we ended up putting those away and yeah. end up you know and also focus on what we we're doing because right. like even when we started the podcast we were like doing a podcast and a twitch stream and a youtube channel and nope. a this and a that and we're like fuck all that like yeah. we're gonna focus on the podcast because that's where the listeners are at that's, that's the where bread the and butter people, that's the bread and butter yeah and quit spreading ourselves so thin doing all this because it got shit. crazy because yeah. we were like doing stuff every single night of the week we were doing a twitch stream wow. one night yeah. youtube one night like podcast. i might as well just had gotten had moved in one of the kids right rooms or something. <laughs> you can Cause, here, yeah, because yeah. exactly. I was like here like five nights a week. Yeah, and like, it got fuck, crazy. Yeah. And then I was editing YouTube videos like, and I was doing, and we were doing like, uh, well edited like, dude, I'll, I'll show you some leaks later on. Like, I, I spent a lot of time on these. These no. were when Mario Maker came out on the Wii, uh, the the Wii U last uh, a couple few years ago. I we did a let's play, and it's like super high quality edited with picture in picture and sound effects, and it's got like sound effects oh, and like man. little pictures I, that pop it's up. It's streaming like, in four K. I mean, I I put the whole yeah. Night, but it took me forever to edit it because I really wanted to make it good, and I was like, "Oh my god, video editing is its own thing, monster. man. It's its own yeah. monster, man." Oh, like, absolutely. I've been doing some vlogs to promote our events, and I'm feeling you right there, man. It is a big endeavor. It is one. It's one thing just to record it, and then the other thing you have to sit and edit, and then you have to yeah, render like, it. And oh my god, it's a. So yeah, we we pretty much uh, wanted to focus on our strong, the biggest thing, our strong suit. We wanted to stick with the podcast, and uh, and you know we've been doing this for I don't know, almost yeah. six years now. It's been kind of crazy. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. Uh, we're um, just growing and growing, man. Yeah, I mean it's all word of mouth stuff. I mean it's uh, I think with anything, even with what you're doing, tell people telling other people about Ogaku Overdrive. I mean that's that's going to get people to the door. If you're excited about it, they're going to get excited about it. So I think Definitely. word of mouth organic stuff is is like the best way to advertise. Really is, uh, especially agree. in local areas and stuff. Definitely, like um, the event I talked about, Magfest. Like that's the biggest one in our type of feel. Like it's a massive game convention with like a ton of music. I think almost every musician, whether it be nerdcore or video game bands or chip team, they're there that weekend. It's like four straight days of partying. It's like video game Dragon Con. <laughs> yeah, but, true, um, true. But they don't do any. They don't do any advertising at all. Like it's just a snowball where people are having such a good time that they tell their friends, and then their friends go, and then their friends go, and now it's at max capacity. So the idea is, in my head, the the I will say will be a magfest as level. I'll be at ten percent of where they're at. Hey, I'll be happy with that. But what I've noticed is if I keep putting on good shows, people will keep talking about it, and it's going to grow, and it has been growing. It's been steady, and I've been very careful with how I budget and build my events. But it's working, man. Well, especially now that you got the extra time to work on it, because you sure. know, you, oh, absolutely, that you know, be able to put like your main focus on it, it really helps. It really, it also motivates you too when you see that return. Like, hey, man, people are talking about it. They're, you know, they're coming to the event. They're telling their friends. It makes you feel good as well. So it's a, it's a good good feeling both ways you know it's a win-win situation and i think you know having you on today it's like you know dude i met you you know at free play florida but like instantly we all became best friends it's like yeah. we're into wrestling we're into video games we're into comics we're into anime all the same stuff we're yeah. all into the same stuff so it's like dude it instantly like did we become best friends i mean it's super easy i mean yeah. and i think that's what's so cool about going to events like like ongaku overdrive and and all these other conventions is like it's really neat to go and be surrounded by people that love the same thing because i remember i'll give you a quick story when i when i was a kid I was really, really big um, 
into uh, hair metal. And I remember uh, 80s hair metal. I still love 80s hair metal. But I remember oh, yeah. I remember, I remember, going, and I was like 10 or 11, and I was like, oh, I want to go see Bon Jovi. Even though I don't consider them hair metal, I, but, I, but they had a lot of hair metal bands, or like Warrant was opening up for them, and Quiet, not Quiet Riot, um, Queensryche was, op- was there too, and I was like, oh, man, there's some really great bands. So I was like, you know what, I'm a 10-year-old. I'm probably... No one listens to hair metal anymore. This is the 90s. And I was blown away by everyone that had, like, they had, like, wigs on and makeup on and the tight jeans and, like, and scarves. I was like, oh, my God, this – I'm not the only one that likes this music now. You know what I mean? Like, it's really cool when you when you walk into a room and you see people wearing, you know, Zelda T-shirts or Final Fantasy T-shirts, and you're like, oh, I am home. This is my mecca, you know, for the day. Oh, sure. It's the yeah. coolest feeling ever. And one of the really cool things as far as putting on those kinds of events – for most of these guys, they grow up, they're really into video games, anime, or comic books, but they listen to music on the radio or whatever, but like it doesn't strike a chord with them enough to go out to see a concert, right? So we have a lot of people that come out to our shows that it's their first concert ever, and that's just a hell of a feeling, because I feel like whether you're into video game music or nerd music or just regular music, I feel like going to a concert in and of itself is an amazing experience. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. that's something that like, I feel like everyone should have at least once in their life. Hundred percent agree. I, I I know you've been Deuce. You've been to see Sister Hazel a few times. Oh shit! A, I mean, a ton of times. Deuce like, loves I, the nineties yeah. nineties alternative acoustic rock stuff. That's yeah. his bread and butter. It, his and jam. Like, Sister Hazel's like yep. probably Third Eye Blind stuff yeah, like, like that. Top favorite band of all time. Plus they're from Gainesville. Which yeah, so is they like come. They home, come so to House yeah. of Blues all the time. Yeah, and, and, rock. and Food and Wine over right. at Epcot. So like I'll go see them all the time. Right. Like there's like two or three bands like that. Like if they're in town, I'm gonna go see. Like Sister Hazel's one of them. Counting Crows is another one of them. There you uh, go. Like those are like my that kind of like late '90s, early 2000s. Like I, I think I'm stuck in high well, school when it comes well, to music. I've, like I've, I've, what I like in high school is like all I want to listen to. Right, and I, I think it's interesting because like when I was well. well Deuce yeah. and I, we've met, we've we've known each other for twenty one years. Since high years. school, yeah, we've known we've each other for twenty one yeah. years. It's hard. I, I, every time I say that, I'm like shocked. But yeah. I, but and then I'm like, well, yeah, I've known him for so long. And it's, but it's still like 1998, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. when I met him. And it's time flies so quick. Uh, obviously, it's 2019, which is so weird to say. Our that. friendship is old enough to drink now. It is, so, yeah. which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it's, it, you know, we've always kind of, you know. <laughs> Back and forth, we'd chat about stuff. We'd be on the phone. We'd be like, you know, I mean, dude, even the other night, we talked for an hour yeah, about we talked video. for an hour. Well, it was half business meeting, half bullshit. Yeah. Like, it was half like, hey, here's the business stuff we've got to do because we've got these new sponsors and we got to get X, Y, and Z and all these ducks in a row. And then it was like, oh, what are we excited about for E3? It actually was just for fun. Like, not like show prep, but we're right. like, okay, what do we want to see at E3? Like, right. what are the things like we're excited about? Yeah, and I was, and that, and that, and that's kind of like what ended up spawning this because a lot of people, everyone in the mother has a podcast, but what Deuce and I had realized is most people don't get past episode ten. Yep, they'll start it, they'll do the podcast, they get excited about it, and then they realize, oh. I've got to be committed to this. I've got to put extra time work. into this. Yeah. You know, I've got to edit. I've got to share. I've got to tag. I got a social media. You know, you, there's there's more work into it than people realize, and it's not just put. Hey, hit record. You know, so obviously you get a structure down. Like Deuce and yeah. I have our intro. We you know we have our commercial breaks. We know and do all that stuff. So it's like you get like a routine down. And you kind of understand. But it's easy to have a, a a friend of mine that I've known for so long. We kind of read each other. You know, we don't have to. We say got a anything. shorthand. Yeah. Exactly. So it helps. Um, but the whole idea about what we're doing is 
uh, uplifting others. We want to bring, sure. we want to put the spotlight on other people um, that do really neat things like yourself, Kent. And uh, it's that's the whole idea of why we're doing this. I mean, sure, yeah. we could sit here and geek and talk about whatever <laughs> to ourselves, you know, but we, we want to bring in someone else and get the spotlight on someone else and kind of lift. That and lift up other people's projects, too. Exactly. Because we have a built-in mm-hmm. fan base, so it's like. I totally understand. Like, let's show our fan base these other things that we love so they can jump on board mm-hmm. and, like, help them out and be part of their fan base, too, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah, and I got a podcast as well in addition to this called the uh, Nerd Music Meltdown where like you guys have people like me on, I have a lot of the different performers that I've worked with and gotten to know over the years, uh, people who I've taken a liking to and gotten to hear their story. And it's like, all right, guys, get on my show so everyone else can hear your story because uh, when these guys play, they do a lot of cool music on stage, but there's not a lot of press about these acts, and there's not really an outlet out there for fans to get to know these acts better. So I instituted this podcast about a couple of years ago to just give uh, performers a platform to talk about subjects interesting to them, their projects, their music, how they got started. And, of course, we know that about things like anime, wrestling, video games, much like we are right now. Right. Yeah, um, we're going to um, – when, when uh, we post this episode, we're going to put a link for your website and also in the podcast, uh, in the podcast that, stuff, that you're too. doing and all yeah. that so people can find you know find all your stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. yeah, we just dropped one this week with DJ Joe who uh, will be playing at Orlando Overdrive on June 9th. We're announcing him on Thursday. Uh, and he's going to be joining uh, several other acts, IQ – uh, Geek Capella, Under Polaris, uh, Jackson Parodi, and Maglo. So uh, we announced six acts so far. We're going to have fans vote on the uh, final two acts next week. So starting next week, we'll have a poll where the fans can chime in and vote on the remaining two acts for our show. That's so awesome. That, um, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it gets fans involved with the show. Like That's been an aspect that we've been doing with Orlando Overdrive for the last couple of years. Not only to just get fans involved, but maybe I have my ideas of who the best acts in Orlando are based on, like, accolades awards what they've been doing here what they've been doing elsewhere we're giving the fans a direct line to just chime in on a couple different acts you might get some surprises and that gives acts something to push for as well like hey guys i am in the running to be on this show uh go up and uh go to bat for me and vote and that gets some uh fan support as well so i love that that's awesome it's all yeah i mean like you said it, it kind of it gives a little custom tailored uh thing going you know with with the content people are like vote on what they want what they yeah. like and then and then and then you get a voice right you're, you're getting to see the feedback hey we really like this group we really like this act and so that you kind of put that in your mental rolodex if you will like hey this i'm gonna i people like this i'm gonna come back to this later and it's it's a really cool idea I, you know here i mean Deuce and I, we open up our email and we open up our Twitter and Facebook and, and whatever. We try to respond to everything because, I mean, at the end of the day, if no one's listening to what you're doing, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't matter. really matter. I like, mean, yeah, we It can, doesn't matter if you have 365 episodes, if only 20 people are listening, right. who gives a shit? Right, exactly. But, we want to, I mean, we still have fun doing it, yeah. but, like, it, it helps to have an audience that really, you know, that and has got feedback. a big one, thank God. Yeah, so, they, yeah, they have feedback and be like, hey, you know what? That was hilarious. Johnny, so I always talk about the weird episodes that we do. Like I did one, and people are always surprised. I did one about my vasectomy, and it is not about wrestling. It's not about video games. It's not about. Literally, we talked about Johnny's nuts for an hour. Right. So hey, yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah. So. And it you was. Know what? <laughs> oh wow! I got a story for you guys in a bit, but go ahead. Uh, yeah. 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 It it is random because like it's not anything related to what you so, so, so every now and again we'll have this weird just non-related just episode. out of left field episode but sometimes those are the episodes that do the best because yeah. like we got feedback from some of our fans because 
we've got a very large demographic of fans, and plus we've got a 50-50 mix of male and female fans. Right, which which is, which is pretty cool. Which is awesome. But, like, we from the male fans, we got a lot of, like, hey, I've been thinking about this. I really appreciate it. Like, this really helps me make my decision. And then from the female fans, it was like, hey – you know, I've been talking to my husband. I really want him to get this. I'm going to have him listen to the episode right. so he can hear, like, it's not as bad as he thinks it is and, like, stuff like that. Yeah, so really, if, really if cool. you, it, you know, if you're just caught onto our podcast, obviously yeah. we talk about other stuff. But we every two years, every couple of years, Deuce goes to Jamaica, and we always have a Jamaica Deuce story. Yeah. We do a whole hour on it. It's, like, the me, funniest. Like, around in Jamaica. It's the funniest yeah. thing you'll ever hear. So, you know, so you we know, do other things besides wrestling and video games and comics, but, like, that's yeah. our bread and butter you know but anyways you're gonna you were say something Kent? yeah so you talk about the vasectomy story like at yeah. a performer on our show michael kill who's performed in orlando quite a few times he's been performing in the nerdcore hip-hop scene for over a decade one of the veterans one of the uh established elder statesmen but like a couple years ago he had to deal with testicular cancer and he actually opened about opened up about it on the show and all the things he had to go through and what that week was like it was actually around Halloween, so he couldn't take his kids trick or treating because he was getting surgery. So that stuff's just, for lack of a better word, nuts. Yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I think sometimes, uh, I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith. Deuce and I both are, uh, and I love that Kevin Smith, you know, does these evening withs. I don't know if he does them as much as he used to, but you know, it's a cool way to kind of learn more about your favorite content creator as well. So you yeah. kind of get the get to know the get the inside scoop of hey what's actually happening in our lives it's not just us talking about wrestling for the umpteenth time you know you actually yeah. get to know what what's happening in our everyday lives as well so it's it, it's kind of fun because i think there is a little bit of that like audio voyeurism people want to hear and learn yeah. about other people uh, i think people are they gravitate to that um i think that's why podcasts are a, a thing that people yeah. like to do uh but you know, it's for me. It's it's a way to. Uh, it's also an hour for us, depending on how often we tape, uh, how many episodes we're taping. It's a way to express myself. You know, and to kind of get things off my chest. Is there anything bothering me? And yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, it's a good way to express. Therapeutic. therapeutic, very very therapeutic, and it's it's almost like a form of escapism too, where it's like you know, hey, we're recording this, but hey, I really want to talk about this certain thing, and I, I really want to you know get it off my chest or or you know geek out about it. You know, hey, this has happened. You know, every year we do an E three episode. And we've learned trials and errors of how, what, oh and not. Oh my God! Yes, we have. Tell Kim what we did the first year that we did the E3. We did uh, the, the 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 full. Well, actually, that wasn't the first year. That was like the second or third year. Second or third like, year. The first year we were smart. We podcasted every night and kind of right. did it live along with. Because that was back when we had, like, G4 and shit. Right. Like, when you could yeah. actually, like, yeah. watch it on TV. Right. So, like, as soon as it was done, like, we would sit down and we'd talk about right. everything we'd seen that night. Well, then, I think it was the next year or the year after, us couple numb nuts got together and said, let's do everything that happened at E3 in one night. Oh we podcasted God. for, like, damn near five hours. It was insane. Like, it's it the longest. Exploded. Yeah, like, yeah. it was the longest fucking podcast we've ever done and on top of that it was on a night like where we all had to work the next day oh dude we were up so till two or three in the two, morning three in the morning oh. like all went to work the next day on like two three hours sleep and just felt like shit so and we're like we're feeling. never fucking doing so that it's again. all like trial and error yeah. learning learning from your mistakes and improving and growing and all that stuff uh let's take a small break and we'll be right back with kent ward from the un Gaku Overdrive. This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by the One Stop Guild Shop. One Stop Guild Shop is a random Dungeons and Dragons role playing experience. 
you are given a random character and get to play a random one-shot. Operating out of the Ritz in downtown Winterhaven, Florida, every Monday night, doors open at 6.30 p.m. Gameplay starts at 7 p.m. We welcome all new players and old players to the game, and we also offer tabletop games. Bring in your own games from home, too. Social media, find them on Facebook and on Instagram. Also, we offer group rates, so feel free to bring in your own D&D groups or miniature groups and rent out table space. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Of course, I'm Johnny, and uh, we've got Deuce. What's going on, man? Well, hey. I've got a question for Kent. Like, I've got a top three of what I would call, like, nerdcore artists that, like, I want to interview on the show. Okay. Do you have, like, a, a list of people? Because, I mean, you're in the scene, so you get to interview a lot of people and work with a lot of people, but do you have, like, like a short list of people, like, I want on my podcast that are, like, people that I look up to or people I really like in the nerdcore community? Yeah, so I'm going to do two versions. One. Okay. Uh, people I like to have on the podcast, and two people I like to have on my actual on Gaku Overdrive show because I think that's yeah. important as well. Sure. So starting with the podcast, uh, we'd love to get Shay for the Dark Lord. Uh, he's a performer that I've worked with. Uh, he's incredibly talented. Uh, he's changed his personality over the years. Like his music used to be a lot darker, and there's still a lot of edge to it. But uh, he's a lot more respectful towards women. Like the old Schaefer wasn't so much, but then he started growing up. Uh, so there's that aspect of like his trials and tribulations to becoming a better human being. Mm -hmm. And while being a dope MC, and plus he's a fellow wrestling fan as well, so Word. he became a wrestling. He started becoming a fan like a couple years ago, and uh, we'll definitely have to just pick his brain for being a newer fan because I've been a fan on and off since I was 10 years old, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's one. Uh, Bit Brigade, who I've been trying to get on the show, but and it works out because there's five of them. But those guys I've had three times for Metroid, Mega Man, and Zelda shows. Uh, so their deal is they're a video game speedrun band. So one of their guys will actually play the game on stage, speedrun it in like 40 minutes. And the band will actually play along the game soundtrack to that game. So they've done like Zelda, yeah. Metroid, Ninja Gaiden, Mega Man 2. Uh, they just debuted Mega Man 3 at PAX, so that's awesome. So those guys are like the – I know a little bit of their origin story, but like the fans need to hear, need to hear that as well. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then um, – Last but not least, there's a uh, female MC named Samus from New York. Uh, incredibly talented. Probably the best probably the best female MC in Nerdcore, though she's tried to be more of a hip-hop act as of late. Uh, she's got a documentary coming up called Inago, which is her real name. Pretty much going through her career and uh, tribulations of being one of the top hip-hop acts in the independent hip-hop scene, you know? So those three I would definitely like to um, have on the show that just picked their brain and and give fans a chance to find out more about what makes them tick, you know? Mm -hmm. And then for top three acts I have on, on Cock Overdrive shows, Samus, of course, I've yet to have her on any of my shows, so uh, she's been on my wish list for a few years now. And another actor I'd like to have are the uh, Super Soul Pros. They're a video game jazz band out of uh, mm -hmm. California. Some of them actually went to uh, Berkeley for music. Oh, wow. Uh, and I think of all the video game bands that are out there, they're probably the best because they got that jazz vibe, but like there's a lot of improvisation to what they do. Yeah, they're like, great. They, like what I mean, that's like one of the key things of jazz music in general is being able to just play on the go and they can just jam out anything. So uh, they've been on my list for a while as well. And I guess if I want to go for a wish list, I go for the Holy Grail, which would be the Proto Men. 
Are you guys familiar with that act? Yeah, oh, I'm 100%. Is, I'm not. I am 100%. Like, my nerd core, as much as I hate to say it, my nerd core, like, list of acts I know is very small. That's fine. We can work on that. But yeah. uh, the Proto Men, they're from Tennessee, and their deal is, like, they're like a 8 to 10 person band. Holy when shit. When they go on stage, they go in costumes. They have their faces painted up. Uh, the idea is, in Mega Man, you got Mega Man's brother, Proto Man, right? So the yeah. band's called the Proto Men. Because they have this story. They don't do covers. They do original songs. But their music set in a universe where Dr. Wily won. Dr. Wily won. You got this Orwellian dystopian future where the robots run everything. And they work under Dr. Wily. So the idea of the Proto-Men are this resistance group uh, that have risen up after Proto-Men has been killed by Dr. Wily's robots. So the idea is they're telling the story throughout their albums of their of not only what happened to cause this war to occur, but their rise up and their struggle to defeat Dr. Wily once and for all. And also tells the story of the, uh, the Avenger and this story named Mega Man, of course, uh, and his rise up and Dr. White's uh, story as far as go- the doctor that created Proto Man and Mega Man. And it's, it's incredibly multi-layered. And if you're a fan of Queen, uh, you guys will love this band because a lot of their influence does come from the music of Queen. They actually even oh, did nice. a live Queen cover album as well. Yep, I've heard so. it. I have it on my Spotify. I'm well aware of the front of it. <laughs> I, you, you explained it way better than I would have ever explained it, so kudos to you on that. Yeah, so if you like uh, Fleetwood Mac, if you like Queen, nice. uh, they have that kind of musical sound, but mm-hmm. if you want to hear a nice, crazy, retro rock, take on the Mega Man universe. Yeah. Uh then that's that like all like almost every Mega Man fan I know loves the Proto Man. So it's right up there. And even then if you don't like Mega Man games, like I've been to concerts where a lot of people go to the Proto Man. They don't they're not really into Mega Man games, but they love the music so much and the stories that are being told in the songs that they just it just strikes an emotional chord with them. Absolutely. Buck has mentioned them several times to me. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I met the, the guitar player or whatever, one of the guitar players, and I'm like, you send me a picture, and I'd be like, oh, that's so awesome. Uh, yeah, Buck's obviously a huge yeah. fan of Mega Man. Uh, Have you guys seen his jukebox? Yes. yes. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, his jukebox is just loaded with CDs from, like, all those different kinds of bands that I've either played at Nerdapalooza or Magfest or on Gaku Overdrive, and it's that to me that's like – I take pictures of that and send them to the bands I've worked with, and they fucking love that. <laughs> That's nice. awesome. That's pretty neat. Uh, yeah. Um, so what's there's an event coming up that called CEO, right? Yep. Yep. And uh, Deuce, you got to go a couple years ago. I yeah, think? I went with Buck like two years ago. I right. think that was the last one. That actually was. It was the last one they did in Orlando before they moved it to Daytona. Um, uh, but it was awesome. Like it was so dope. Like I was like. Okay, like, I love video games, don't get me wrong, but I never have really been to what I would consider a video game convention, which is kind of what I would call that, and it it blew my fucking brain hole, bro. Like, I was like, I want to do this shit all the time. Like, <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh, how would you explain what CEO is, Kent? So, CEO is one of the largest fighting game tournaments in the world. If you're a fan of fighting games, whether it be Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Soul Calibur, Smash Brothers, yeah. it's pretty much a weekend-long celebration of fighting games. But what makes this event different from all the other fighting game tournaments like EVO is the wrestling aesthetic. So, the founder, Alex Jabelli, is a huge wrestling fan. And this is going to tie into what this year's CEO is going to be having going on. But, like... 
when CEO started out, they had a wrestling ring in the middle of the ballroom. The tournament players would actually enter the ring for the finals, sit down. There would be a TV screen set up. There would be the big screens hung from the ceiling of the convention ballroom. And people would sit to watch these people in a wrestling ring play fighting games until the better man or woman won, right? Yeah. But, like, it's not just that. They're coming down the aisle with wrestling theme songs, doing wrestling-style entrances, and there's all sorts of, like, hullabaloo about it. There's actual commentators for this event as well. So we've seen people, like, do crazy things. Like, uh, some person came out to the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme and stunned the ring announcer <laughs> right, before the, yeah. right before the match. That's funny. And, like, that's Stone what Cold... I like. Yeah, like, it's so, like, on the nose, like, Everything, like you said, and you it did it perfectly, like, the aesthetic is all pro wrestling, and, like, before I even went to CEO, I knew about CEO because you would see it all over the internet because mm-hmm. it's just so, like, damn cool, yep. for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. because he was like, look, fighting game fans love pro wrestling, I love pro wrestling, let's put the two together, yeah. and it just exploded. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Yeah, so we're having it this June 28th through the 30th at the uh, Ocean Center in Daytona Beach. Uh, like Deuce said, it used to be in Orlando. We outgrew the Wyndham Orlando Resort. Mm-hmm. Trying to get a bigger venue in Orlando is hard. I'm not going to throw any venues under the bus, but there are challenges when it comes to booking a big convention space in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. The city of Daytona, however, has been looking to transform and be more tourist-friendly beyond NASCAR and Bike Week, so... They've done a whole lot to make themselves accommodating to CEO and have pretty much been over backwards to help the event thrive in Daytona. So that's been awesome. And because the Ocean Center is a much bigger space than the Wyndham, oh, we've yeah. been able to do more. So now we have a 24-hour arcade that we call Jabali Land. We have an uh-huh. artist alley. We have vendors. We have panel programming, which this is our, sec- our second year in the row of panel programming. So we have a lot of great stuff for that. And there's an arena inside the Ocean Center, a very famous arena. Uh, so that means not only do the finals take there, but that also is a big enough space to have a wrestling show. And for anyone who's a wrestling historian, the Ocean Center is also the location where Hulk Hogan turned heel and formed the NWO with Hall and Nash. Yes. Mm-hmm. So good. I've actually been just – I actually, literally, it's it's funny. Last night, I just started 83 Weeks, which is the Eric Bischoff podcast, mm-hmm. and they oh. were talking about him turning heel at the Ocean Center and talking about the Ocean Center. I was like, man, I can't wait to go to CEO this year because I, I have not been since you've gone to the Ocean Center, but I'm looking forward to it. Also, hopefully – I don't know if we're doing it this year, but hopefully in the future, I definitely want to do a panel at CEO for sure. But this year, you guys have teamed up with AEW, the biggest wrestling promotion ever, in my opinion. I think this thing is going to blow the doors and the roofs off of everything. And having them come out and doing a show at CEO just puts CEO over the fucking top, bro. Yeah, so this has started off as a really cool thing. Because a few years ago, we started, Alex had this crazy idea. What, like, the wrestling ring's already there. The music's there. The whole aesthetic's there, right? So what can he do to take it up a notch, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting next to him at an NXT taping that's happening at the UCF Arena that year, that time. It's like right before the Royal Rumble came to Orlando. 
And like while he's on the phone, while while I'm sitting next to him, he's on his phone like doing emails back and forth with WWE to get Xavier Woods to come to CEO. And he's also talking to Kenny Omega about coming down as well. At the time, Kenny Omega was in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He had just joined the Bullet Club, so he wasn't even the leader yet. Or uh, yeah, he wasn't even the leader yet because um, AJ Styles was still in Bullet Club. Yeah, he, AJ hadn't come to WWE yet. Right. So. Uh, Kenny's about to take over the boy club. Xavier's in a new day doing his thing, but they're both massive gamers. They both love fighting games, so Alex is trying to work out this deal to get them both at CEO that year, which actually works out. And in this ballroom and live on Twitch, uh, Kenny and Xavier from two different wrestling companies battle it out in Street Fighter for everyone to see, and they just go back and forth. They're cutting promos on each other. Uh, Kenny Omega ends up winning the best of series for that for that day, and it just started this whole feud that ended up culminating at E3 last year. So all that all started was just Alex's idea to have Kenny Omega and Xavier as CEO. And then it just kept building because Alex developed a friendship with Kenny Omega. They're pretty tight. Uh, when Kenny comes to uh, Florida, he stays at Alex's. If Kenny goes, if Alex goes to Japan for business, he uh, hooks up with Kenny, you know, so uh, they got a pretty close friendship that just stemmed from Kenny coming over to CEO. But Kenny had this great idea to, like, all right, I'm a New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm, like, one of the top guys there now. I'm catching all this fire, so why don't we try to get New Japan at CEO? So last year, through a lot of – I feel like it was a miracle. Like, when Alex yes. first told me that – I'm not going to lie. I think you pulling that off was a fucking miracle. Like, it's the greatest yeah. miracle that's probably ever happened. But, Absolutely. like, when I heard the rumblings, I'm like – if they pull this off, this is huge because New Japan at the time did not do American shows. Yeah, this is a new concept. Like, they've only done one American show prior to that, you know? Right. Or prior to the announcement. Yeah. Like, they did, they did a show in, they did a couple of shows in Los Angeles back to back, and that was it. And that so, was when the Young Bucks started selling the t shirts and shit. Yep. Yeah. They, they had the whole hot topic deal yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, Alex tells me in January of last year that he's working on a deal to get New Japan to have a wrestling show at, at the Ocean Center. I'm like, all right, whatever. Oh, we got a backup plan. And the backup plan would have been like uh, getting Ring of Honor, which would have probably been doable. But, like, didn't have to wor worry about the backup plan. Like, him and Kenny pulled off getting New Japan involved with doing a show at CEO. So that was wild. Uh, had Tetsuya Naido, had Hiromu Takahashi, Jushin Thunder Liger wrestled yeah. in Florida. Yeah, so crazy. It was wild. And that all happened in the same building the NWO got formed. So that was pretty cool. Well, I am looking forward to this year because, like I said, this year you're going to have AEW. I, if I remember correctly, because you're as big a wrestling fan as I am, I believe yep. this is going to be their third show because it's Double or Nothing, then it's the Jacksonville show, which I've got the new Matt and Nick Jacksonville. Yeah, you're all marked top. out, brother. Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm to totally go. marking out, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've, already got, I've already got my AEW merch. Like, I got the hat. I got the tank top. I got a Hangman Page shirt at the house. Like they go full gear, yep. yeah, full gear, baby, full gear. And that's <laughs> I'll tell you what, and uh, it's hilarious. So like they did the big special at like WrestleMania for like the twenty or thirty percent off. So like I was like, all right, I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna get some AEW gear because I'm down with AEW. I got yep. the Jacksonville shirt because I'm going to the Jacksonville show, and I do like the Young Bucks. And I got the hat because it's super dope and. Me and you are kind of hat aficionados, if you will. Johnny is a hat mm -hmm. aficionado. I own too. thirty-five hats. Yeah, so. like wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're we're kind of big hat guys. But I was like, I want another shirt, 
it, the whole time I'm doing this order, I've got being the elite playing in the background, and it comes to the episode with Hangman about the full full ring gear. Man, you went full uh. gear, and like I laughed <laughs> so hard at that episode. I'm like, all right, this is my guy. Like this is my new guy. So like I went, and I bought his shirt. Plus, it was the only shirt that wasn't black besides uh SCU. And there was one other guy that had a red T-shirt, but everything else was black. So I was like, I'm getting that shirt. So I've yeah, got it seems one to be the That seems to be the standard wrestling fan color for T-shirts. I don't know. I, I hate I, it. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just going to totally just mark out for a minute. Like, I love wrestling merch. Hate fucking black. Like, yep. I, the only reason I got the tank is because it's, it's Matt and Nick, and I love the Young Bucks. And the same thing with a hat. Like, it's a flex fit hat, which I love. But it's all in black too. Like I wear colorful well, stuff. I mean, yeah. you can't see my shirt, but I'm wearing yeah. a Jeff Cobb shirt, a Hawaiian strong style shirt. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, dude's amazing. But yeah. like, yeah, the Deuce is right. It's like you know, you get through all my wrestling shirts. It's black, 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 white, black, 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 red, black, black. Yeah, it's like the. I mean, I guess, it, I guess for cost sake, it's cheaper to print on a black T-shirt. I think that's why. And maybe the colors pop better. That I don't was know. The only other thing. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's a it's gonna be a crazy event uh, as it is every year. Uh, and AEW, Deuce and I, since the first ruminations of AEW, we've been on the bandwagon. We we got so. the first All In pay per view, and I said I I said it while we were there. I said this is gonna turn into something. Yep. I don't know what this oh, yeah. is gonna turn into, but like they're testing the waters, yeah. to see if something will work or not. And yeah, I was. I was there live. I was oh, there live. That's awesome. That's How awesome. was that? It was probably the most hype at that point because I just went to the Garden. But like up until that point, it was the most hype live wrestling experience I had been to. And I've been to WrestleMania. I've been to New Japan shows, and I've been I even went to WCW, WCW Nitro once. But like when Cody came out, I had never heard a wrestling building that loud before because they were so emotionally invested in this storyline of Cody going after the NWA title, which is a, a title that his father once held yeah. and just going through that whole journey. And they built that battle between him and Magus Magnus rather pretty well. So I never heard anything like that. And I never felt anything like that. And that was definitely a special night because you had an arena filled with the most passionate wrestling fans out there. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's the way it came across on TV and like, we're all marking out. We're making our predictions because, well, you were there live. Uh, CM Punk was there uh, signing T-shirts for uh, pro wrestling tees. Yep, I went to that store as well. Oh, how was the store? Let me ask. It's not a big store. Like it's yeah, super right, small. So, well, the the store itself is small because, like, right next to it's the whole printing place. Yeah, and they have a funny sign there. Like the only people allowed in this part are the employees of pro wrestling tees and Colt Cabana. Yeah, <laughs> but the shirt, the store itself. I mean, it was a cool store because they have a ton of different wrestling merchandise of all kinds. So they had all kinds of different T-shirts that you normally wouldn't see at stores or arenas. They had like action figures, bottle openers, hats, all That's that kind dope. of stuff. So I bought a few things. I got some pins as well. So I got a variety of items, uh, not only for myself, but I bought some stuff for friends as well. And they had some special like weekend only items. Like they had all the uh, New Japan shirts done in the Chicago flag style. Nice. Unfortunately, by the time I got there, they're all out of my size. Oh, so, I like, bet. Oh I'm my like, God! Oh, and are you are you paying the same fat man tax? I've got to pay those sons of bitches. I'm not. I'm actually working on slimming down, but I'm at, I'm at extra large, which is oh well. I God bless mer- you, bro. 
because I've got to pay the extra fat man tax because <laughs> if you get a 2X, then bitches charge you extra $4. They're like, yeah. it's it's $4 because I was – okay, so I was bitching to Johnny about this. This is going to be the bitch about pro wrestling tease segment. So I had to pay an extra, like, $4 because I wanted a 2X, and then I'm very specific with my T-shirts. I will only get the tri-blend T-shirts. So to do that, you've got to pay an extra like $5 for them to make it on the tri-blend shirts. So like that $25 shirt has now become a $35 shirt. God damn, you better take good care of it. Yeah. No shit, dude. I'll let you know this. If you go to a, the Angaku Overdrive store, I do not charge extra for 2X or 3X. There is no fat man tax. I appreciate All shirt it. sizes cost the same there you that's go brother awesome. <laughs> now, now are you now are you printing them on a tri-blend tee because that's my <laughs> next question no that's gonna be my i guess i'll have to have a future goal for merchandise i'll have to look that up yeah, yeah. the like next level ne tees is the ones that they print on but like yeah. i'm i i guess i've gotten in my older age i've gotten weird like i just i hate just straight cotton tees and mm -hmm. the the tribe you know what i'm talking about the tri-blend tees where it's like oh. Actually, I'm not familiar with this, so tell me all about it. Okay, so basically what it is is it's it's polyester, cotton, and something else. If I hadn't ripped the tag out of this bitch already, right. I'd let Johnny read it. But, like, basically it's, like, three different fabrics blended together. So he's Googling it right now, Tribal and Tea. But, like, basically it's just a really softer tea because, for me, the two problems. 100% cotton teas, they'll shrink on you. Um does it say what they're made of on there? Okay. And then two, they're just super soft. Like, and I'm really big about having a soft tee. Yeah. Uh, just because I, you know, regular 100% cotton tees to me can just be a little rough. Especially once you get used to, like, using the tri-blend tees and the, you know, they're just softer. So, and I'm really big about that. Like, anytime I go in and buy a t-shirt, like, even if it's at Walmart or Target, I look and see what it's made of. And if it's just, like... 100% cotton tea. I'm like, nope. So, because uh, for a while there, WWE was doing them. Because remember they had the top rope t-shirts that they did? Yeah. Do you remember those? Yes. Yeah. Like, those were all tri-blend. So, like, that's just a lot nicer material than the 100% cotton. So. All right. How, how do those breathe? Like, do you really like good. They, they breathe 100 times better than just the regular cotton do. All right. I'm going to try to order. I'm going to order a couple next time I go to the Pro Wrestling Tees and, uh, See how it feels. I'll tell you what, just get it and see how it feels. But I'm telling you, you're gonna, especially if you're doing like you said, you're slimming down, so you're not paying the fat man tax like I'm having to pay with the extra like four dollars. It's just, saying here nylon. Is that it? Nylon Cordura, Cordura. It's it's nylon, uh, polyester and cotton yep. mixed together. Yep. And there you go. That makes sense because they use nylon for athletic jerseys, right. and you yeah. need those to breathe well for athletes. Yeah, that makes so sense. it breathes way better. Which yeah. I like. So as I'm wearing my tank top, which that was another thing. They made me pay an extra five dollars to have a tank top. I'm like, bitch, you're cutting the wow. sleeves off. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, literally, bro. Like, I you're giving me less material, but I have to pay you more. I'm like, what kind of backward ass shit is this? So yeah. I was ranting when I was filling out that bill for pro wrestling tees because I ended up being like a forty dollar t shirt. Oh yeah. uh, you don't want to know. Like I, I like I won't. I, I might tell you guys off the air how much I spent at pro wrestling tees. I will not say it on air because I am ashamed, sir. I am ashamed how much money I gave Shame. those fuckers. 
Yeah, shame. shame. I am ashamed <laughs> how much money I gave those fuckers. But oh my God. the good news is all my favorite guys got money, like Ric Flair, Stone Cold, Young Bucks, uh, Adam Page, AEW. Because I guess the AEW hat just goes in the AEW bucket. I guess it doesn't go to, like, one particular wrestler. But Yeah, pretty much. Like, I want those guys to make money. And it's like – and I'm not knocking pro wrestling tees. They have great products. It's just expensive. But, like, I want those guys to make money. And because I want them to make money, I want AEW to make money, I'm going to go to that outlet to buy their stuff. Because we're big proponents here on the show of saying vote – with your wallet. Yep. So I oh. will take my wallet and I will spend the money at a place that maybe I wouldn't normally go to or maybe like or not like because it's your stuff and I like you. Does that make any sense? Oh, it makes total sense to be on yeah. the other side of that. I know what it's like to have dollars voted with, <laughs> you yeah. know? Exactly. Because determines- on the same side, like people are buying tickets to your show and like that, you see how they're voting. Yeah. Yeah. Like the video game shows, people love those the most. And yeah. I've, I've done experimental shows in the past that don't get the best turnout. So that leaves me thinking, okay, that's not going to work again. So I'll focus on the things that work and like see what I can be fine with that to make those successful. So Orlando Overdrive works great. The uh, video game shows I do in the fall work great. So I know all about it, man. And uh, speaking of merching, I got these. Nice custom on Gok Overdrive shot glass. Nice. That's, That's dope. dope. That's dope. Yeah. I'm, oh I'm going to be working on bottle openers next. So CEO, Alex was laying out the whole merchandise thing, and Alex is a master of branding and merchandise. Like the CEO merchandise every year is on point, but this oh, year so they de- they're, they're debuting CEO bottle openers, which oh, I'm definitely going to get one of those. Same yeah. here. That's awesome. But I'm going to work on getting on Gok Overdrive bottle openers. I saw that. I'm like, I want that for my stuff too, you know? So yeah. yeah. I'm going to pick Alex's brand on where he got those orders from and get some myself. But, like, that's like if you're a CEO fan, like, they always got a lot of good stuff tank tops, hoodies, beach towels, oh, yeah. CEO sunscreen because we're on Daytona Beach. Yeah. Yep. But also, yes. it was dope because, like, it was two years ago because I know they won't do it this year, but, like, they made a CEO Bullet Club shirt. Like, a, I think it was called Fighting Game Club or something, but it was Yeah, like, that was great. Yeah, like, that was awesome. And, like, they were printing them. They, like, they had a dude right there that was printing them that would, like, throw your name on the back of it for you. Like, that shit was dope. Yeah. It was selling like hotcakes. I remember that. Like, that's when that's when the CO merchandise really started to take off when they did stuff like that. Yeah. And then Alex has his trademark face. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the term jabated. So, I'm like, not, uh, but I, I know of Jabaley, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the idea is Alex makes this goofy face where he's looking to the sky and he's smiling. They even made a, an official emoticon icon on Twitch. Nice. Like, you just type in Colin Jabated and it'll pop up and you'll see his face pop up in the chat. Oh, that's dope. But, like, the idea, like, Jabated is, like, basically slang for swerving people. Like, hey, I'm yeah. going to do this and actually it's like, I'm going to do, th- do that instead. Jabated. Yeah. Nice. Like, he's just, like, he's, br- he's branded his name and everything. Like, he has a podcast called the... J podcast, you know. Oh wow! <laughs> and instead of like, and since CEO originally took place in Orlando, the arcade was called J Baileyland, you know. Yes. So it's not only just the CEO brand that he's emphasized, but like also the Alex J Bailey brand as well. So to me, that's impressive that he's able to been, been able to build up two identities uh, in in concert with each other. That's awesome. No, and that's yeah. hard. Like yeah. I know, just in like our industry, doing what we do as a podcast, like it's hard to make sure like you've got like two separate identities. Like we've got the podcast entity, but us as l- talents, like 
Johnny as a talent, me as a talent, like you've got your own kind of branding going on too. Cause you do stuff outside of this project. Everybody does. So yep. as long as you bring them back home at the end of the day, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. But like building a brand off that, that's amazing. And I think that's important too. Cause if you want to branch out into different projects, maybe retire one and start something new. Yeah. Uh, if your name's out there and people know about it, then it's a lot easier to transition. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Yep. hundred percent agree Definitely. with that. Well, how excited are you for the matches that have been announced for AEW at CEO? I'm definitely excited for the main event because there's some there's a little bit of dream match capacity in there. Oh, you have sure, the Young sure. Bucks and Kenny Omega taking on the Lucha Bros, which is Pentagon and Phoenix. But their tag partner is Pac, who used to wrestle in the WWE as Neville. So if I'm not mistaken, this might be the first time, at least the first time in a long time, that Pac and Kenny Omega will be in the same ring against each other. And I feel like... AEW has a lot of potential dream matches, but like a one-on-one down the road between Kenny Omega and Pac, that will be dynamite. So oh, 100%. That, so that's going to be an amazing main event, but also so far, and I've only been told what's been announced. So like you got Cody, formerly Cody Rhodes, taking on Ar- uh, Darby Allin. Yep. And Darby Allin I've seen on the Independence for a while. Same here. He's kind of like a modern-day ECW Spike Dudley. Oh, wow. like he's, a, he's a daredevil. Dude. He has no fear at all. He's short in stature, but, like, he fights with all his heart. Uh, There's a wrestling promotion here that used to do shows in Orlando called Major League Wrestling. Yep, I've been. And they had their their shows at Tier Nightclub, which Mm -hmm. has that balcony. So I don't know if you guys have seen this. I was at the one where he jumped off with the the chair attached to his back. Oh, my God. Yep, I was there, too. You were there, too? See? See, yeah, we, I was I'm there. I'm telling you, the three Dude. of us cross paths yeah. way more than we think we do. Yeah, hell like, yeah. I'm Dude. telling you. I was like, there, man. That was time. insane, yeah. dude. That was ridiculous. Because yeah, it came out of nowhere. Like, yeah. he just disappeared for a while, and all of a sudden, he jumps off the balcony with a chair on his back, and he does stuff like that. And then there's another show that happened at Two Night Club where I think it's like John Morrison and Darby Allen, or actually, no, Sammy Callahan and Darby Allen. And, like, Darby's going to do a springboard off the rope into the ring, but, like, Sammy pushes him off the rope yep. and he goes splat right against the balcony wall of tier nightclub and just yep. like a cartoon character peels off the wall and falls to the floor. I was at that show as well. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah I lo- I, man, dude, it's yeah. Darby Allen and all the whole crew. I mean, independent wrestling scene is really interesting. Go support your local Especially wrestling. now. Exactly. hundred percent. Especially now. I've seen a lot of wild stuff on the tennis. You can't really see at a WWE show, you know, true. Uh, especially when you're at a nightclub or a rec center. There's mm-hmm. always all kinds of wild stuff. I've seen people, like, swing off a basketball hoop to give someone a Frankensteiner, you know? <laughs> so you don't get to see that in a basketball arena for WWE. So all in, uh, all wrestling has been really smart with who they picked. They have a nice, balanced roster of established main eventers, mm-hmm. guys who will be future stars, as well as tag team women wrestlers and like young raw talent that can grow to be something special. So from top to bat, bottom, like it's been a well, it's like a well-crafted football team, you know, Yeah. or, or any kind of sports. So like they, they made, they did, they made great use of their draft picks. I feel to I use agree. the analogy. So hundred percent, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good roster. It's really exciting. I'm looking forward to double or nothing. Definitely looking forward to the uh, fighter fest. That's what it's called. It's being called fighter fest, uh, inspired by fire fest. Even they like rolled out similar video packaging as well. There's actually uh I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but like the Bucks and Kenny made a play to try to get Ja Rule involved with Fighter Fest at CEO. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So like that was a thing that they were trying to like those guys, much like Alex, will 
they don't see a ceiling. They're like, how far can we push? And yeah. can we push a little further? Like that's their mentality is like, there's no boundaries. There's nothing that can limit them from doing what they want to do. And they've been able to prove that time and time again, like a year ago, who thought like an independent group that had a show on YouTube would be able to run their own wrestling show in a full arena and sell down an hour. Yeah. Then like they run, now they're running their own wrestling promotion with Tony Khan of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. So that's wild. And there's one more match I got to talk about, which is the owner CEO. Al this Spelly's. is great. I love this. He's going to wrestle his foe from last year, Michael Nakazawa. So last year, Michael Nakazawa, who is uh, Kenny Omega's longtime friend, uh, formerly of DDT Wrestling, now part of AEW. Uh, Michael Nakazawa came out for the CEO show last year for New Japan and pretty much talked smack about all the American gamers, said all the Japanese gamers were better, and challenged anyone to come and fight him. And Alex Japelli came out. And at that time, Alex actually broke his foot while training for wrestling. Like, we knew he was going to wrestle. Didn't know he was going to wrestle, but, like, Alex told some of us that he was going to wrestle. We all collectively groaned because, what the hell are you doing, man? It's a new Japan show. Plus, you got to run this whole event. So, he's trained to be a wrestler and breaks his leg while training. But he's still going to wrestle in his cast. He's going to be wheeled out, and he's going to try to hop the rail. <laughs> had some trouble doing it, but he got in the ring and had a battle with Michael Nakazawa and managed maybe by fluke to beat him. And uh, with all elite wrestling coming up and them hiring Michael Nakazawa, well, Michael Nakazawa's been throwing some shade at Alex, calling him Mr. Cripple, oh. and saying that he got lucky with his match last year. So Alex called up Matt Jackson and made the proposal of, hey, I want I got a I got a beef with Nakazawa still. We got unfinished business, so I want to fight him one more time. And it's gonna be in a hardcore match, no holds barred. There will be weapons, there'll be all kinds of crazy insanity. And uh that's gonna be a very interesting and exciting match at CEO. I'm actually really excited yeah, yeah, that for that one, to be awesome. honest with you. Man, you hyped like, that one up, too. Yeah. I'm excited. Because yeah. when it when it started like they started like promoting it on being the elite, I was like no way really and then like it started like taking off and then i got behind it i was like all right fuck it let's see what happens yeah. you know what i mean there's a there's a poster just for that match where both their faces on it like it looks like a straight up mma poster oh wow <laughs> nakazar's jabali and it's like no holds barred and it's oh like, i'm sure that'll be like hanging like a giant one like in the middle of the the, the the room somewhere in CEO. Well, if, if if not before, if Alex hears his podcast, he'll definitely have banners hanging up for it now. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like True. get get on a giant banner <laughs> and have it like hanging up in the ocean center. Like have it like, you know or do that hell with all the matches because like I'm I'm just excited because A, I'm super excited about AEW. Like like I said, I'm 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 already merched out. I'm marking out He's like, drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid already. Yep. But I was like you know, we're going to get the Double or Nothing show. We're going to get the uh, Jacksonville show. And then, if I remember correctly, you guys are show number three. So, I'm Why really excited. Well, chronologically, we're show number two because the Jacksonville show is like two weeks after. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, and I just realized I just put a well actually on you guys, so yeah. my bad. Well, no, no, you were totally fine because I, I thought it was the reverse order. But here here is my question. My question is, are they going to stream the show or do anything where people that cannot make it there can watch the show? Well, last year, the New Japan show was streamed on Twitch. Okay. I do not have an answer for this question, by the way. Like, yeah. I have not asked. It has not been said. So, 
Stay tuned. Stay, is my stay tuned. Answer. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna stay tuned because like I I'm excited. Like I am trying to get tickets to the Jacksonville show. I'm gonna try and get tickets to this show as well because I want to go. Um, because I want to try and make as many of these AEW shows as I can. Uh, Absolutely, it's it's really hot. Yeah, it's super hot. Like yeah. I, I think it's the biggest thing going in pro wrestling today. And I think what's gonna happen is this is gonna put some motherfuckers on notice. Yep. Like. People are going to be like, oh, shit, like we, you know, we thought this wasn't going to last or this was just some little goofy thing. And I think some people are going to be put on blast real quick. If AEW succeeds, which I am sure that it will, it's going to change the wrestling business. Like WWE is going to be ha- WWE will be forced to change the way they do things much yeah. like they did 20 or so years ago. In the WC- Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Yeah. When Nitro came and the NWO came like. WWE had to change their whole game plan and how they did business and how they presented themselves. And right now, a lot of wrestling fans are pretty unhappy with the state of things with WWE, and they're looking for things to be excited about. New Japan is definitely out there, yeah. and AEW is definitely going to be an option for people coming soon. Yeah, 100% agree. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. Like I, I tell people all the time, more wrestling options just means better news for the fans because yeah. it gives us all like something different and like everybody can find the thing that they like like yeah. we we like new japan and and you know we like ring of honor but i'm really really pumped up about aew mm-hmm. definitely oh uh, yeah it's gonna, be, it's gonna be huge definitely um and yeah who else is huge in japan Joey Ryan, baby. Joey Ryan's huge in Japan. God, yeah. I, I wish Joey Ryan was going to be at the I show. I know, right? Yeah. The dude is, no, I was saying that because did you see the new Bobby Roode gimmick now? He's coming out. Yeah. Robert Roode with a mustache. Um, he looks like Rick Roode, but yeah. like, I think the idea. So there's a fun joke going on on the internet right now about uh, Robert Roode, which yeah. he's used that name before, but like, he looks like Rick Roode. So the fan theory is they have the shows coming up in Saudi Arabia. And in the past, the Saudi Arabian princes requested wrestlers like Yokozuna and Ultimate Warrior and stuff like that, right? So the joke is that he's requested Ravishing Rick Rude to be on the show. So Bobby Rude is now Robert Rude, and he's shaved his face except for the mustache. Yeah, he's oh got, like, God. the 70s porn stash yeah. rocking now. Yeah. He looks like Silas Young's brother. He does. Oh, he does. It's insane. <laughs> or, Joy, or Joey Ryan's dad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So, yes. dude, it's already been an hour. I mean, dude, we, we've been just geeking out on everything. So, sure, Kent, absolutely. once again, toward, we want to hit your shows coming up again. One in the June and uh, the Orlando Overdrive and the Ngaku Overdrive uh, happening in November. Go ahead and hit those shows again. I'll do that real quick. Orlando Overdrive 4, which features the best in Orlando nerd music. Plus, I didn't mention it before, we have an independent game showcase as well. So, if you're Ooh. a game developer listening and want to have your game showed off, hit up on NgakuOverdrive.com. Of course, if you want to get tickets, go there as well. <laughs> And just a quick rundown, we have some really great acts, including IQ, Orlando's number one hip-hop act, as voted by the we- readers of Orlando Weekly. And then we have uh, Geek Capella, who's played at all the conventions in the Southeast, AFO, Dragon Con, MomoCon, etc. We have Jackson Perotti, who's been killing it on Twitch, killing it on YouTube, has been a regular at Zoldathon, MAGFest, etc. We have Under Polaris, who've been making rounds all over Orlando, and I feel like they're going to explode over the next year. I'm going to have Magla, who's been playing over the Southeast as well as South by Southwest. He's a very out there, creative, uh, I want to say experimental hip-hop act. He's not, like, we have rap acts on the show, but they're not like the rap acts you hear on the radio. Like, their takes on nerdy hip-hop are much different than what you would think rap music would be. And I think if you guys aren't in the rap music, but you're in the nerdy things like video games or anime, you'll definitely like these guys. 
And we just announced DJ Joe as well, who's one of the best video game music pro producers on the planet. Does a lot of cool video game remixes, Vocaloid, anime remixes, and he plays a sweet-looking guitar on stage. So he's nice. not just a DJ. Yeah, he's not just a DJ who pushes buttons on a laptop. Like he'll actually play an instrument on stage as well. So uh, he's very talented. So those six acts have been announced. Plus, fans will get the chance to vote on uh, the remaining two acts uh, coming up next week. So that's June not June eighth at the Geek Easy in Winter Park, Florida, right across the street from Folsom University. And in November, we got Warriors of Light, a Final Fantasy tribute. That will be November 9th at the Abbey, right down the street from Lake Yola in beautiful downtown Orlando. We'll have Final Fantasy games, vendors, artists, bands playing Final Fantasy music. The bar will have Final Fantasy-themed drinks. So if you're a Final Fantasy fan, you have to be at this. It's going to be an amazing time. Uh, Nobuo Uematsu is the composer of the series, just turned 60, so we're going to honor him as well at the show. Nice. That's going to be awesome, man. Uh, we'll, of course, the Happy Hour Johnny and Deuce will be uh, talking all about it when, when the events come up. Uh, we're going to put the links um, uh, in the description and all that, and then also plug your podcast real quick. Yeah, we got the Nerd Music Meltdown, which gives me the chance to interview various acts in our community. You can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. I'm going to see if I need to put it on TuneIn or anything like that. I noticed you guys were talking about that in your podcast as well, so we'll talk about it after the show. Uh, but it's it's been a good time, and I'm trying to get out at least one episode a month, maybe two a month. Uh, depends on fan demand, but all the top acts in Nerdcore video game bands, chip team we have on the show, it's a good time. And uh, CEO will be taking place again June 28th through 30th at the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach. Fans can go to CEOgaming.com. You can see the full list of tournaments. You can sign up to enter the tournaments or just come as an attendee. Tickets to AEW Fighter Fest will be coming up or rather going on sale in the near future. So be on the lookout for that. Awesome. Anything else uh, we want to hit? No, man. I think uh, we are all good. But We're excited, man, man. We are super excited. We're excited for CEO. We're excited for AEW. We're excited for the concerts you got coming up soon, especially uh, the Final Fantasy concert. Super yep. excited about that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and you guys, and by the way, you guys are welcome to come to my shows as press. If you want to cover it, talk to the acts and fans, you guys are more than welcome. I'll put you on the list. Awesome, Thank you, man. man. We, we appreciate really, really that. appreciate it. Yeah, it's all about, you know, uh, being like a family, you know what I mean? Family of content creators and friends sure. and just, like, sharing the love and, and, like, that. that's the whole point of doing what we all do you know just be able to put a spotlight on some really awesome creators and uh kent man it's always been a blast talk talking to you i mean we, we've been best friends since day one i mean, just we're into everything uh it's like how come i haven't known you all my life you know what i mean it's really cool because uh yeah, just, absolutely. It's, it's awesome man it's super so I, I really appreciate talking to you guys on the podcast i've had a blast i've been drinking we've been nerding out about the same thing so Hope to see you guys sooner rather than later. For damn sure on that one. And speaking of, of seeing us sooner rather than later, you can hit us up at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. Hit us up at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to send us your emails for Buck the Mega Buck. Don't forget to put in the subject line, Ask the Buck. We are going to the Retro Game Treasure Compound right around the corner, and we want a full mailbag. So please send us your emails. Also, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast for all 365 plus episodes you can go back and check out each one of them and of course there's not one there's not two but there are three hashtags you want to use 
when you're on the Twitter machine. Hashtag Happy, happy Hour, Hour podcast. podcast. Hashtag H8 Podcast Show. And hashtag Deuce is on, on the loose. loose. Later. See ya. <laughs>